to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezi Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive into the show. So how do you guarantee some changes in your energy, health, belly, digestion, skin, immunity in 2021? That is what we're looking at today. Or you could phrase it another way. We're looking about how you can plan your best and healthiest and most kick-ass year ever. So this is part two of um, a little mini series I did at the start of January. I released a review of how you can review and reflect and learn from the previous year. So that was um, two episodes ago. And now we're looking at some of the juicy stuff of how can you actually guarantee some shifts and changes that you really want to see? Because the nature of what I do as a holistic nutritionist, nutritionist (laughs) is change. And if you are saying, I want more energy, or I really want to ditch the IBS or sort out my fertility, or I feel really burned out and exhausted, or I'm sick of dealing with my chronic fatigue syndrome. Essentially, what you're saying is you want change in your life. You want to feel different. Now, the next thing you need to look at is how you do that. And the, the, the reason most people don't make a change, they get to the end of a year or the end of a decade or an end of whatever it is, and they still are struggling is because they haven't made a plan that will guarantee their success and change. It really is that simple. And that's a lot of what I do as a nutritionist is essentially just helping people ditch the overwhelm using my expertise and helping people make a plan that works. So that is what we're looking at today. So we will dive into that super, super soon. Otherwise, how are you doing? I am recording this at the end of January. I am 35 weeks pregnant, I think, with twins. And I am pretty done with being pregnant. I wrapped up all my client sessions, which feels really good. And I'm so proud of all my clients. That's been, it's just been so fun to just like wrap up programs with people and just kind of reflect on their own progress and change. Um, which I'll talk about a little bit more later. Um, It's been, I'm not going to lie, it's been a bit of a struggle of a few weeks. We've moved house. I um, am just tired (laughs) being pregnant and literally quite tired and nauseous again. So the nausea comes back, not as bad as that at the beginning of pregnancy, but just, I just feel exhausted. I'm not going to lie. So today... (laughs) I was just like to my husband, you have lots of days of holiday. Let's, can you just take a day off? Because here in Scotland, nursery isn't open. So there's no childcare. I have my son all the time. And I'd originally planned January to be this really nice transition time of keeping my son in nursery, stopping work, or just doing little tasks, wrapping up little admin things around the business. And then just relaxing and resting before the next part of this marathon that is birth and caring for twins and with no nursery and nothing being open and moving house that's not necessarily happened so my grand plan for this afternoon is an afternoon bath and a long sleep and just all the chillaxing (laughs) that I can do because I just need it so I just encourage you you don't need to be pregnant with twins to prioritize a bit of self-care and you time, do whatever it takes. 
I know resources are often or options are a little bit limited now here in Scotland. It's a bit of a, a lockdown, same as in England and other places in the world. But do what you can, get creative and prioritize you. And I've also been going to bed at like half seven every day, just partly because I feel so sick by then. But, you know, it's, my son is asleep by then. So it's time. It's time to go to bed. Um, but other than that, we've moved house, which is exciting. Uh, so that's fun. Our house, actually the move itself was super stress-free and went pretty chilled. Again, we got lots of help. We got packers, movers. I actually stayed over at my mom's for a few nights um, while we got stuff sorted. So it was really chilled and I love our new house. And I'm recording this podcast from a new room with a view of some hills and sheep and a nice big old tree. It's great, which is fun. So that's been, that's felt like a really nice abundant thing that has happened and our house isn't in too much chaos so I'm ready for these babies to come we have a house I've wrapped up work mainly I've bulk bought loads of meat and food and snacks I'm in full-on nesting mode Um, I'm napping as much as I can I've been washing cute baby girl clothes and old clothes from Merlin just all the clothes for these girls to arrive because I have no idea how big they'll be. They're currently looking like they might be about five and a half pounds from the estimates of the scan. So two little little girls, but good size for twins. But you never know until they come. And I'm now at the point where I'm just really excited to meet them. <laughs> I just would like to give them a cuddle and move on to the next stage of this uh, this marathon. I was describing it to a client the other day, like pregnancy, birth and caring for newborn children is like doing an iron woman event. Like I feel like I'm so ready to do- be done being pregnant, but really the pregnancy is like just the swim part of an iron woman event. And then you have birth, which is like the cycling part. And then you have the caring for the actual children, which is like the running part. It's like this massive, long, grueling <laughs> endurance event. So I'm well aware that um, I simply will transition to a slightly more challenging aspect, but that helps me to think about it in that way. Anyway, I'm rambling, so but I just thought I'd give you a bit of an update. It feels like ages since I've done a podcast. A couple of you have been checking in with me. I haven't been posting much on social media. I actually d- deleted all the apps from my phone, and this is due to lots of things. Some of it was due to the new terms and conditions they announced in December that I have, don't feel comfortable with from a data protection and privacy perspective. So um, I just decided to delete them. Also came at a time when I was just aware that I was just scrolling mindlessly and wasting time on social media when actually my time was really short. I knew we wouldn't have childcare in January. I knew I had a lot of work to finish. And so I just had to be strategic, prioritize how I was using my time and scrolling on Instagram and doing Instagram stories is fun, but I needed to get shit done, like move house and look after my clients and make sure my business is taken care of, and make sure, most importantly, I've been taken care of. So I've not been on social media. I will hopefully be on in future when I can figure out a way to use the apps where I don't feel like my, I don't know, my privacy is being violated. Um, (laughs) Once I figure that out, I'll be back because it's such a great place to connect with you all. Um, So uh, that's that's why things have been quiet. I've just been focusing on my clients and on myself and on these babies. Not necessarily in that order, obviously, (laughs) but there we go. And just taking time to look after my own 
brain and my own health and all of that sort of good stuff. So that's been a little bit of where I am. So if you have been missing me and posts and things, the main thing is you need to get on my email list. I have been sending out emails and I will be sending out regular emails even on maternity leave. So if you're missing my posts or my Instagram stories, I will come back to those at some point in future. But if you want to stay in touch with me, get on my email list, which you can do at keziahall.com forward slash join. Sorry, totally forgot then. <clears throat> join my list. If you don't get regular emails from me, make sure you sign up. This is where I'll be posting and sending out pictures of the girls when they're born, when I'll be doing updates, sending you the podcasts, any um, all the information of me returning from maternity leave and when I'll start seeing clients again and free resources and all of this sort of stuff will all be via email. So if you want to see some cute baby pictures, that's not probably going to be a lot of those online. So get on my email list if you want to see those. If you just want to stay in touch with me, I'd love you to be on the receiving end of those emails because it's just, it feels a bit more personal and uh, safer for me at the moment. And also as a reminder, this podcast will be continuing as I go through maternity leave. Um, I will be releasing a new podcast episode every two weeks. So I won't be weekly. It'll be every two weeks while I'm on maternity leave. Um, but there's some really good stuff coming for you. So make sure you subscribe. Do share this with your friends. If you're ever listening to a podcast episode that you like, take a screenshot, share it on whatever platforms you use, or you just tell a friend about it. Good old <laughs> texting or talking to someone on the phone. You can forward one of my emails over, whatever you need. Um, but the more people that hear the podcast, the better. Heads up, lovely. If you are listening to this in January of 2021, I want to let you know that for this month, you can get 50%, yeah, five, zero, 50% off my Flourish Academy online program. So this is perfect for you if you are just feeling really burnt out, bloated, and addicted to sugar after 2020. If you need some structure and help and accountability in order for you to get your energy back, to sort out your digestion, to deal with your relationship with food, this is for you. It's a four-week program. I provide you with all the information that you need so that you can, with ease, actually see some real changes in your body and in how you feel. This isn't about starting a new program or a new diet. This is actually just applying some evidence-based nutritional aspects and, and protocols to your life as well as looking at your mindset and your thinking, which is what is driving your behavior around food. People who did this program last year said, I've lost some weight and I'm going to the toilet more regularly, feel healthier and sleeping so much better. I found that changing the way I think about myself and worrying about what the other pe people think wasn't serving me and I'm doing so much better at it now. Another um, lady, Catherine, who did it last year, she said, I'm sleeping so much better and feeling rested when I wake up. I've seen a surge in my energy, so much so that I'm able to cope better with whatever life throws at me. She she did it in the middle of the pandemic, can you tell? And I'm, I'm also able to love my body so much more and appreciate its unique, uniqueness. So these are all from real women that did this program last year. It's a self-study program. Um, you can start it at any time. 
And it hundreds and hundreds of women have done it and seen phenomenal results. It's really like a bit of a kickstart to help you change your thinking, change your sugar addictions, discover if you have food intolerances, optimize your digestion so that your energy and your hormones can steadily improve. So if you are interested, head to keziahall.com forward slash flourish, and you can use the coupon code hello2021. So that's hello, H-E-L-L-O, two zero two one at the checkout to get 50% off just throughout January then it will end so if you are interested in that make sure you head over honestly this is a program where I literally have just outlined everything that I do with my one-to-one clients in four weeks and so you can access it get the same results and just start feeling good as we begin this new year Okay, sending you love. So essentially in this podcast, we're talking about how can you guarantee some results this year or in the next couple of months or in, to be honest, whatever time frame you want to use. It could be the next four weeks, the next four years, the next decade. How can you actually make sure that instead of something just being like this thing you say every year of like, oh, I'm going to get really fit or I'm going to lose that weight or I'm really going to work on my hormones or how oh, I'm going to sort out my skin. Instead of just like saying that every year, but nothing actually changing, how do you make sure stuff changes? How can you guarantee that you're going to make progress and see transformation? That's what we're talking about in this episode. So if you want a helpful resource to go through this with you, make sure you join my list because I've been sending out throughout January my, I think it's called Align and Release. I should know the name of it. Basically a free workbook that goes through this, takes you through this process where you can print it off and write out and go through this and kind of look back at it. So if you haven't got that workbook, make sure you are on my email list and I will be sending it out an email this week and probably next week with a link to that completely free workbook where you can kind of, I make it easier for you. You just kind of fill in the slots. So in, um, I think it was episode, the episode before this or two episodes ago, we did part one where we kind of reviewed last year. So I did, talked about 2020 being my best worst year ever. <laughs> and this year I want to talk about how you and I can plan to see some real results in 2021. But whenever you're listening to this, this can apply again to whatever time frame that you have. So it's really important that we approach this from a different way because typically with most of the clients that I see, they come to me and they've actually been trying to see change in, let's say, their energy for a long time. And their goal, as it were, has been to sort out the energy or sort out, put whatever symptom or health issue or diagnosis you have for a long time. And they haven't made the progress they want to make, hence them coming to work with me. And the biggest reason often, not the only reason, but one of the biggest reasons I can kind of diagnose of why they've not made the progress they've wanted to make is because they've never really had a clear plan that actually is going to get them there. They just end up they have this desire, they want to have more energy, for example, but they often get so overwhelmed by all the information or they end up self-sabotaging so quickly that they never can create a consistent, simple and effective plan that's going to get them there long term. And thankfully, 
I'm really good at doing that with people. <laughs> so that's why my clients make great progress. You know, I've recently been wrapping up a lot of client programs that I have my four month client program. And so I've been wrapping that up before I go on maternity leave. And my clients are seeing some awesome results. And it's not because I am some like magic genie that's like, oh, I'll grant you your wish. No, it's because simply I do have expertise and knowledge and training and all of that sort of stuff. But I help them to make a plan that they can take action on consistently, that feels realistic for them, that targets the right things in their body, in their digestive system and biochemistry and genetics. And they do, they follow the action steps and therefore they get the results. It's really not um, some like magical thing that really special people or really rich people or really motivated people can get. It's a case of people actually having a clear plan of action. And that's what I want to help you with today. But I do have a bit of a different approach that I want to talk about. And this is especially important if you are doing this on your own. If you're working with me one-on-one, that relationship and accountability and program and money investment and time investment shifts the um, the structure a little bit because you have a lot more buy-in. So what I want to share with you today is a plan, how to plan it in when you are kind of working, when you're doing this, you're trying to create a plan on your own and how does that look like and coach you through that process of doing that. Obviously, if you, what I've just said really resonates you and you feel like you've been around the houses with your health and you're really, really sick of feeling the way that you feel, then I would love to work with you in 2021. I do have a wait list open, which you can do um, at keziahall.com forward slash wait. I actually already have quite a lot of people on my wait list to work with me one-on-one already. So if you go to that link, it will take you to um, more information about working with me. And if you're interested, once you know pricing and structure and vibe and all of that sort of stuff, you can then join the wait list. Um, And I was fully booked probably about three or four months, even before I've been on maternity leave. And by the look of the wait list, I will probably get quite booked up quickly after coming back from maternity leave. So if you are interested, head over to keziahall.com forward slash wait, W-A-I-T. I think this is where the dyslexic part of me is like, is that actually how you spell weight? And there's two types of the word weight. Oh, I mean, words, guys, words are just confusing to my brain. This is why I have a podcast <laughs> because talking is easier. Anyway, so this is a different approach. And if you want me to help you through the step-by-step, join my email list and you'll get the workbook. But where do we begin? First of all, we need to begin and understand that if we don't have a clear plan, then nothing will change. You simply wanting to have more energy is great, but is not enough to actually instigate any change. You wanting to sort out your PCOS and balance your hormones is a great desire to have, and it's awesome, but it's not going to change anything in itself. You've got to dig deeper and get a little bit more strategic and intentional about the whole thing. But the thing that's probably going to surprise you is this first foundational step. And I talk about this in the workbook um, because if you don't do this first, this whole exercise can just become another flash in the pan, New Year's resolution, all or nothing BS game, which I do not want for you. So this next step is potentially the most important step. It's the most important thing to do. And if you only do one thing, I would really spend time on this question and on this part of this whole process. 
I really would because this is how you're actually going to see shifts and move away from needing to use willpower and self-discipline and move into this kind of lasting motivation that fuels lifestyle change. You know, when clients work with me, I always talk to them about how fleeting and finite things like self-discipline and willpower are. I do not expect my clients to see results because they're really self-disciplined or have a lot of willpower. Those things run out. I expect them to see change and see lasting change and, and do see this happen in their lives, because they've actually made this lifestyle shift and they've really grounded in to this next question. So the main thing you want to ask yourself if you want to guarantee some results this year is what do you want to feel more of in 2021? What do you want to feel more of? Before you jump to goals of less bloated or losing weight or more energy or running a marathon or getting a new job or retraining or having a baby, like all these very tangible, practical goals, which are all great. We need to start with your feelings. How do you want to feel this year? How do you want to feel? Do you want to feel more joy, more energy, more, do you want to feel more sexy, more supported, more held, more in flow? Do you want to feel focused, fit, strong, um, elegant, um, free, creative, energized, all of these types of feelings. And I give you some examples in the workbook. How do you want to feel? It's really important that you look at this first. And what I ask you to do in the workbook is just to write out all the things you would like to feel. So this year when I filled in my workbook, it was things like I want to feel more in flow. I want to feel wholeness, energy, abundance, blessing. I want things to feel more sacred and um, connected and confident, all of these types of things. So you just write down all of this stuff. How is it that you want to feel? Because any goal that you have is the only reason you want it is because you think you will feel a certain way. So you think, oh, if I have, if I make a million pounds, I'll feel really confident and safe and secure in the world because I have this million pounds. Or if I lose two stone, then I'll feel really strong and sexy. But you could lose two stone and not feel strong and sexy and you can get a million pounds and not feel any safer or any more, more abundant at all because it's not about the actual thing, it's about how it makes you feel. So digging into feelings first is really important. So I have an example um, with a client who came to me with a big long bucket list of diagnoses. Um, there was PCOS and and mental health things and skin things and hormonal things and SIBO and a whole host, five, six, seven different things going on, along with a whole bunch of medications. And so she knew she didn't want to feel bloated. But actually, when I dug down, when I dug into this with her, it was really about she just wanted to feel happier in her day to day and more energized. Those were the things she wanted to deal with. That was how she wanted to feel. It wasn't just about dealing with PCOS. It was about how she felt every single day. And that's allowed her and motivated her to make the change and implement the plan that we created together. So it's really, really important that you ground into how you want to feel. And this is the more awkward. I think our brains prefer just to jump to lose two stone, for example, instead of, okay, what? do I think life's going to be like when I'm two stone lighter? What, you know, because this is another thing. If you struggle with this question, you can reverse engineer it. You can think, okay, what are the goals I've set for myself for the last couple of years that I always fail to hit? And maybe weight is a common one. 
you can actually reverse engineer it and go, okay, why do, why do I want to lose weight? What do I think life is going to be like? How do I think I'm going to feel when I've lost weight? And you can reverse engineer it that way. But when you really can acknowledge and understand what it is you want to feel, then A, that becomes a much better motivator than, oh, I need to run a marathon to be fit. You actually want to be strong and healthy and setting a good example for your kids. You want to feel that strength within you is a much better motivator than, oh, I should go for a run, if that makes sense. But actually that desire to feel strong is going to motivate you so much further. Does that make sense? So this is the first part that's really important. It's also more awkward to do. So I often find this takes a bit of time. When I was filling in the workbook myself, I was like, this you know, this is something I sit with a little bit more. So for me this year in 2021, you know, I um I can think of like a goal, a practical goal for me would be recovering from pregnancy and childbirth. But why do I want that? It's because I want to feel strong and whole and um that sense of wellness and abundance and being present with my growing family, like all of these types of feelings. And really taking time to lean into this part is really important. Okay, so this is part one, this is the foundational part, and this aspect is really crucial. And once you have a good grounding of this, and how I do this is I write out all the things and then circle three um, of the most of the most pertinent or, or feelings that resonate with me most. So I write down all the things and then I pick three that I'm like, actually, these are really things I want to feel more of this year. So this is part one. Then we move on to the goals aspect of things. This is when we start to make things a bit more practical and ground them in action. Now, and this is the part you also might want to hold more loosely because this might change as you lean into the feelings part of things, because you might set a goal of, I want to lose two stone, but actually you might start to feel lighter and brighter by um, just sorting out your bloating and you don't actually lose two stone, but you feel so much better that you realize you don't need to lose the weight. You actually just needed to deal with your bloating. And this is something that happens all the time with people that do my Flourish Academy program or work with me one-on-one is they're like, oh, I actually was just really bloated all the time. And now I feel much better and their goal changes. They don't need to lose two stone anymore, anymore because they already feel lighter and brighter, which was the main goal. Does that make sense? So, but setting goals and setting and grounding these feelings in practical action can be really, really helpful. Um, I do have a couple of cautions with this. So number one is, have you made this goal before? So weight loss is a great example. Have you said to yourself for the last five years, I want to lose two stone and not done it? Then if that's the case, if it's just the same goals that you set every year, I really encourage you to not set them and to really look at, do you want that? And why do you think you want it? Because chances are you need to lean back into this feelings piece, this foundational piece, the question before. Because if you've set a goal before and you've not hit it, it might be that you need to tweak it. It might be that you don't really want it or you don't know why you want it. So you've not got that motivation and fuel to instigate any change. Because, you know, you could have set yourself a goal for the last couple of years of, let's just go with weight loss because it's a very practical example, of losing two stone But if you really dug deep into how you want to feel and what you want your life to look like this year 
and the kind of life you want to live, you might realize that you don't really want it that much. And so just get rid of it. Like, I see this so often with people. It's like they think they should lose weight or they should work on this thing or they should improve their relationship with food or their sugar addiction. But they don't really want it enough. And sometimes you just got to give yourself permission to be like, no, 2021 is a hectic year. Like, I'm just going to give myself permission to not work on this. I'm not going to work on my weight or my sugar addiction or my caffeine addiction this year. I'm just going to give myself permission to shelve that for a while. And that's totally okay. You're allowed to do that. I know in 2021 for me, it's not going to be the year where I eat my most healthiest, optimum diet because I am going to be sleep deprived. I am currently nauseous and I've been nauseous for basically like nine months of this pregnancy. I This is not the year where I'm going to be doing some hardcore elimination diet or anything crazy, completely changing up what I eat. I'm just going to be going back to my default healthy habits this year. That there's, I give myself full permission to not be doing anything crazy. I'm not going to be running a marathon this year. I need to recover my pelvic floor and my energy and my sleep. I'm giving myself full permission to not prioritize all of those good things because I'm not going to have the capacity this year. So it's really important. So give you that caution with making um, goals and also just be really aware of what your default goals are. And often for people, it's things like, oh, start running, lose weight, ditch sugar, become vegan or ditch gluten or whatever the thing is. And again, if you've repeated the same goals for the last few years, you really need to check in with yourself of A, if you want them and B, why you think you want them. Because chances are, if you've, if you've set these goals before and you've not done anything about them, you either don't want them enough or you just haven't set a plan of action and therefore you need this podcast and you're in the right place. Then in the workbook, I ask you a couple more questions, things like what are you going to say no to? How are you going to get the support that you need to feel the way you want to feel? Because again, this whole process, you guaranteeing more energy and health and wellness and vitality and all this good stuff, in order to guarantee that that happens, change needs to happen. And in order for change needs to happen, most people need help. you know you need if you want to change your mental health you probably need to work on your gut health and go and see a therapist like you need help to do it if you want to start a business this year and you have children you're probably going to need help with childcare. so first of all what to say no to I ask that in the workbook and then the next one is what support do you need for me this always looks like um, this year especially I'm thinking of increasing the time and the help that I have at home with a cleaner we might get a nanny in terms of childcare. I've set aside some money to run more lab tests on myself after um, this birth, just to check in with myself. Um, A whole host of things in terms of support, um, all of those kinds of things. Really, really important that you have it, that you look at what do you need to make this change. Because if you try to make change and you don't get any help in that, chances are you'll fail and feel rubbish. So again, what support do you need? And maybe you're like, Kezia, I think I need someone like you. I need a holistic nutritionist to hit these goals. Then make sure you head over to my website and join the wait list for when I come back from maternity leave. Okay, so I've quickly gone through those things because those are things you can do in the workbook itself and spend a bit of time on. 
And the final thing that you want to do is take, you've, you've kind of dived into your feelings, you've set some practical goals, you've looked at what you need to say no to, you've looked at what essentially you need to say yes to, what help you need, what change you need, what support you need to, to help these, you know, instigate these change. Then we need to do the breakdown. Because you might be like, Kezi, I want to feel more confident. And I think that looks like feeling stronger and dealing with my IBS. Like those are your goals. You've written out what you need to say no to. Um, and that is endlessly scrolling on social media because it makes you feel rubbish about yourself. You realize you need some more support around the house. So you're going to get a cleaner whenever we're allowed to have cleaners back in our house again. So you've done those things, but now you need to break it down. If How are you... You want to feel more confident and strong and you're going to do that this year by dealing with your IBS and I can't remember the other thing that I talked about, <laughs> the other goal, but you need to break that down into tiny little sustainable steps. Otherwise, you know, dealing with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, is this huge thing that means nothing unless you break it down. So again, in the workbook, I kind of help you through this process by each season, getting you to break things down. So What's your focus for January and March? And what are four actions that you could take in the next three months that are going to help towards your dealing with IBS, for example, or, you know, filling in the gap, whatever that would be. And that might be first thing, like reading a book you wanted to read about IBS. Might be listening to some more of my podcasts. It might be joining my Flourish Academy. It might simply be just starting to meal plan so you don't eat as many takeaways. These can be really small things. And in the workbook, I've given you the whole year each season season where you do where you would break this bigger goal of dealing with your IBS down into three or five action steps to do within those three months so that you can actually have sustainable and consistent actions towards your goal because to be honest that's that's how we see change like when I work with clients let's say around IBS go with that example which I do all the time it's not they don't ditch IBS through one sweeping action that they take in two weeks. It happens by them consistently taking small steps that work for them over a period of time. That's why I work with people over four months, actually. It's because it's this isn't a one and done thing when it comes to making change and transformation. You need time and you need to make sure that actions that you set for yourself are sustainable. You know, so much of health is like soaked in this all or nothing mentality. And I just find that to be really toxic for most people. There is seasons and times in our life where we go all in and that can be helpful. But 80% of the time we need to be consistent and we need things to be sustainable in order to really reap the benefit. And if you want to guarantee some results this year, then the best thing that you can do is actually to take action consistently and to make actions and to make change that is sustainable. And I know that's less like sexy or headliney. Headliney is that even a word? But it does make a huge difference. And that's why my clients see the results that they see is because it's not like they come and they do one session with me and then have to do a bazillion things and then everything changes. It's because we implement sustainable, consistent evidence-based and holistic approaches to the health that pay off. And you can do that. You can do that with yourself. You don't need to work with me. You just need to grab this workbook and break things down, really break it down. So if we're thinking, 
about, say, you really want to deal with your energy this year and a goal for you is dealing with your sugar and caffeine addiction because you know those are big issues for you. Break that down. Okay, what's that going to look like between January and March? That might mean you um, switch your sweetener in your coffee, for example. So you're not just using sugar or syrup anymore. You're using coconut sugar or xylitol or stevia. It might be that you research natural sweeteners. It might be that you switch one of your caffeinated drinks to a decaffeinated drink a day. Just one. You know, you do that over the next couple of weeks and you build upon your success over time. And that can often give you huge, huge results. Okay, so we've talked about step one of this part is feelings. How do you want to feel? What what do you think life is going to feel like for you when you hit this goal, when you make this change? Part one. Part two is setting some goals, putting your feelings into action, grounding them into practical, tangible steps. Then step three is looking at what you say no to and what you say yes to. And then step four is breaking this down into small, sustainable steps that you spread out throughout the next six months or 12 months. That's it. That's what I, that's all you need to do. Again, I walk you through this in the workbook, but this is something I do for myself every year. It's essentially what I do in a condensed version with my clients. And that's why they see results around their immunity or spiritual systems or um, hormones or like I had a client, I wrapped up with a client last week and she was just, she has had lots of problems with her period and her cycle. And she's now had four cycles, four periods that have not been as heavy, not been as painful, have been like half the length that they normally are. She has a specific diagnosis around her cycle, which I can't remember the name of anyway. And she is just loving life because her life basically isn't taken over by her like 12 day period that happens every three weeks. Um, because we basically did this together. We talked about how she wanted to feel. How did she want life to look like? What did that mean for her? What were the main things for her to work on? What practical action did she need to take? What did she say no to? What did she need to say yes to? And then we broke that down into small steps that she has taken over the last couple of months that have made improvements in her hormones and in her liver and in her all around health. Okay. And you can do the same. It's totally available for you. Okay. So I hope this has been helpful. Um, I will be back here on with another podcast episode, I think in two weeks time. So there'll be a new episode coming to you every two weeks while I'm on maternity leave. And then I will also probably be back with a couple of bonus episodes if I can, depending on how well the girls sleep and I sleep and how everything goes. I might throw in a few bonus episodes, but I have um, made everything, made some awesome episodes for you in advance. Here's ones I've made earlier that are coming to you that I'm really excited about that are going to help you as you continue on this journey. So sending you lots of love. Make sure you make a plan. It can be a small plan. It can be a big plan, but just do something so that you can guarantee that this year that you feel better than you've ever felt before because you can, it is available for you 100%. Okay. Sending you lots of love. Bye. I just wanted to interrupt and share with you the mistakes that I see women make the most that just get in the way of them making progress. Number one 
is women are often, when they come into work with me, are totally overwhelmed by what to eat, what not to eat, what to avoid, what supplements to take, how much of this they should be taking. And they lack a real structure or any process or blueprint to follow through to find out what works for them. Big, big mistake. Number two, the second mistake people make is that they don't ever think about or work on their mindset. They just obsess about food and exercise and they just push harder with their food and their exercise and they never address their mindset or their sleep when it comes to seeing results. So if you really want to see some big results in any aspect of your health, you need to look at the thoughts that you're thinking because they'll drive your behavior. You also need to look at things like your sleep and your environment because so many toxins and so many things impacted by that. So that's number two. The third mistake people make is that they don't have a clear pathway. They are kind of tossed by the waves and winds or whatever they hear on a podcast or on a blog post or in a book or in a magazine. And they're constantly changing their nutritional approach instead of actually, first of all, figuring out what foods work for me and what foods don't. How can I stay full? How can I ditch the sugar cravings? And what are the foods that I need to eat more of? These are some of the real, real basics that people and women just miss. They just jump to the really nitty gritty things or they spend their days hopping from paleo to whole 30 to vegan to more plant-based to real food to slimming swirl to weight watchers instead of actually learning what does their body need. Do any of these mistakes sound familiar? Because if they do, then I would encourage you to head over to keziahall.com forward slash flourish and join me in the Flourish Academy. It's my online program that will teach you a clear framework for success. The reason I know it's a clear framework for success is because lots of women have done it. Hundreds of women have done it, in fact. And when they follow this pathway to success, they learn about their body. They find out what foods do them good. They finally ditch the sugar addiction. They optimize their digestion, lose weight, get their energy back all within four weeks. Now, this isn't a program that's going to fix everything in your life in 28 days, but it is an amazing kickstart. It's the exact blueprint and the, the key foundations that I go through with every private client that you can access and for a much more affordable rate. And at the moment, in January of 2021, I'm giving you 50% off if you use the code HELLO2021. So just use the code HELLO2021 at the checkout to get 50, 50% off, which is a huge deal. Um, and it will never be at this price again. I'm just doing it as like pre, um, pre-maternity leave, HELLO2021, hurrah as it were. And I know that this could be a program that could transform how you feel all year round. Okay, so head over to keziahall.com forward slash flourish, email me any questions that you have and use the coupon code hello2021.